This is something I occasionally think about when I see the avalanche of books and conferences that all exhort us to practice meditation, endeavour to teach us its techniques, and glibly reel off its benefits. Do I meditate? No, not as such. I never force myself to do so, and when I don't feel like meditating, I do something else. I don't use a specific technique, nor do I rely on any set of instructions. I meditate to free myself from all forms of command. And my aim is not to become wise or calm or patient. I have no aim, no objective, not even the idea of starting or finishing the day in any particular state of mind. I've been meditating for more than 25 years, and I've been teaching the practice for almost 15, but I have no techniques to hand over or empty promises to make. When I started teaching, many people actually predicted that I would fail. What could I possibly teach when the groundwork for my practice is that meditation is unproductive, that it doesn't make you more efficient, it doesn't make you wiser, and that, deep down, it has no purpose in the common sense of the term? But in fact, it's precisely because meditation frees us from being enslaved to the modern demands of usefulness and profitability that we are lucky it exists. Over the years, I've seen this obsession with performance turn toxic in the world around me. Profitability and usefulness have become the world's mantra, and meditation is in no way exempt. I have witnessed countless new manuals and exercises guaranteeing results after 10 or 20 sessions of mindful meditation, almost to the point of prescribing a proper dosage. We are told that meditation should be used in companies to improve profitability, in schools to heighten students' concentration and efficacy, and at home to feel less stressed. I see beginner meditators confused, then disgusted, because their apprenticeship has failed. They haven't been transformed, nor do they even feel less stressed. Presumably, they tell me, they haven't concentrated hard enough, or they have failed to detach themselves from their thoughts. They've been distracted, they haven't been sitting properly, or maybe their chosen technique, which was in fact quite difficult, wasn't the right one for them. In fact, they've worked themselves up to a state of nervous anticipation, as if they were about to take an oral exam. But as we all know, the tenser you are, the more you focus on the need to succeed, the greater the risk of showing up with a knotted throat and sweaty hands. You experience more fear than enjoyment, and thus you have a higher chance of failing. This type of meditation is not mine. Meditation as I see it is not a technique or an exercise, and there's nothing mysterious about it. It is an art of living. The art of letting go. I prescribe nothing. I guarantee nothing. I provide no tricks or tips. I don't suggest you observe your thoughts as they pass by without lingering over them, like clouds that end up fading away. This kind of technique is not inherently wrong, but in practice it quickly turns out to be tedious and downright boring. And when you're bored, you're no longer alive. I have no desire to torture myself over some idea that I need to meditate. I'm more interested in the intelligence and humanity of those around me. I know that what I have to say will raise some eyebrows, but I deeply believe it's true. In the end, you meditate only when you stop trying to meditate, when you rid yourself of the absolute need to achieve, to accomplish, to meet a goal, and thus to be anxious about failing. Of course, I have my moments when I'm uptight, but ordering myself to relax is the best way to get even more uptight, and to torture myself. I don't even have to wait for someone to tell me to relax in order to feel stressed because I'm very good at torturing myself on my own. Like most people, I tend to want to do things well, 
so well that I put extreme pressure on myself. I set challenges and then panic about not being able to live up to them. Yet I know from experience that when I simply observe that I'm uptight, and I sincerely allow myself to continue to be so, in other words, when I stop caring about being uptight, then, funnily enough, I usually end up relaxing very quickly. Daring to give yourself a break, which is at once so simple and so complicated, and having the audacity to actually not try, that is what I call meditation. I remember how my grandparents used to spend ages silently staring at a fire smouldering in the fireplace. As communists, they had distanced themselves from religion and spirituality. They were far from being mystics and had never heard of meditation, but their evenings in front of the fire were as close as you can get to what I call meditation. For them, it was a form of mental hygiene, an act that was natural, banal, but indispensable. As natural and banal as walking...